Hey, Patrick. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Jessica. Hey, Jackie. Is it normal for us to go like four to six weeks without talking to each other? I have some thoughts on that. We are very excited to have (laughs) back as our guest and one of my favorite people in the world, Jessica Sender. Hi. Hi. <laughs> thanks Welcome so much. back. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited to hear about Patrick's London adventure. Yeah. adventure. Welcome back. Yeah. You were over the pond as... People say I was across. over the pond. Across. Yeah, across. <laughs> no, nobody <Beautiful> says this. <laughs> so yeah. So what was I doing over there? Yeah, is what that were the you question? Doing? What is None that? None of your business. Okay, cool. So, Thanks for checking in <laughs> yeah. with us. So I was actually leading an our undergraduate study abroad course, nursing four twenty two. What do you do when you're over there? I mean, it's nursing. It's nursing. So let me fill you in. We we take usually between, oh, I would say on average 16 to 20 students. Wow. And most of those students are from Michigan State, though we do host other universities. Oh, okay. Uh, often we have people from University of Michigan, other Big Ten institutions come over. And these are pre-nursing and nursing students who are uh, interested in taking an elective course on nursing history. Mm-hmm. And the course also covers a uh, comparison between the UK national health system and the US healthcare system. And then we also talk about the differences in nursing education, nursing registration, legislation. So it's a, it's a good survey of how we came to be and then how we do things now and how things are the same and how things are the different in the different, the different. Uh-huh. how things are the different in yeah. the U.S. and the U.K., you know, over the pond. Over, over the, the pond. pond. Yeah. Better than under. The channel. Yeah, the channel. The Though channel. that doesn't go under the pond. That goes under no. the channel. Channel. This <laughs> is all very informative. Hey, who else is here with us today? Oh, our who is favorite. who is back? Our favorite. Back? Where have I been? Jessica. Oh, back on the pod. Yeah, yeah, on the pod, across the pod, yeah. as they say. <laughs> our favorite person, and who happens to be a librarian, Jessica. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks hey. for having me back on the pod. You may hey. remember Jessica from such episodes as <laughs> Nursing History. Yes. And look at this, we're circling back. Oh yeah. my gosh, he did a cert. Yeah, yeah. your class, yeah. It's a callback. It is. It's a callback. So you had 16 students. I did not. We had no. a smaller class this year. So our listeners may be aware of this thing called the pandemic. What? Yeah, um, it <laughs> happened. And um, <laughs> as a result, this program has not been active for the last three years. Oh, really? So last year... We were ready to go, and um, we had a sudden surge with Delta variant Mm -hmm. and unfortunately had uh, uh, not the numbers we needed to go. 
And there was a war in Ukraine that broke out. So there's a lot of issues that made it uncertain. So this year's our first year was our first year back after three years. Mm -hmm. And so we took 10 students this year. Where were they from? So they were all from Michigan State this year. That's a good group. Yeah, it's a good group. It's um, I obviously enjoy having more students enrolled in the program, and I'm hoping Mm -hmm. that will continue to grow. But for a first time back, it was a good number to have to get our feet back Mm -hmm. um, under us, and all of the the students were phenomenal and I think really, really enjoyed their time. Your feet wet over the pond. My feet wet under the pond. (laughs) Your toes. Across the pod. So is it just you? Do you have chaperones? Just me. I am my own chaperone, if you can believe they allow me to do that. That's, yeah. Yeah. So in the past, um, let's go back a bit. This is the longest continuously operating study abroad on campus. Really? So it has quite a history. Um, I don't know if we can say continuously operating after a three-year hiatus, but I'll take a liberty there. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Um, So I think I am the third faculty member to lead this course. So um, I was actually a student in this course. Oh, cool. 2000 diggity two, which is is how they used to say it back then. (laughs) Um, and uh, <laughs> this course used to be led by Dr. Louise Sealanders, who was yes. a Nightingale expert. And then for a while, I co-taught with her. So she would teach the first half. I would teach the second half. There has not since been a second faculty member. So I travel over for the entire month with the students. Oh, it's a month. It's a month. It's wow. four weeks. Where do you stay? So we stay in central London. Um, the students have a dorm that uh, they stay in that's... Kind of similar to student apartments here back yeah. home. You know, there's uh, individual bedrooms and then shared living spaces. Um, and then they commute in every day, usually by the underground or some prefer taking the bus. Um, and then uh, I stay in central London as well. In cool. An apartment. Yeah. So that's very cool. And then we have classroom space, which is uh, right now in Bloomsbury which is over by where the British Museum is, for those listeners who are familiar with London, um, in a really, really cool uh, block um, of uh, houses that have been converted, a lot of them, to businesses Mm. uh, that were built in the 1700s. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then, you know, there's really no sense in traveling abroad with a bunch of students if you're going to be in a classroom all day. So generally our days are a half day in class so a three-hour lecture um and then we'll do an activity for the other half of the day what activities oh boy so we do a lot of different things a the students get museum feet by the end of the Mm -hmm. trip because we go to a lot of museums so just off the top of my head florence nightingale museum what shocking you went there we went there (laughs) we went there we saw some things so that's located at St. Thomas's Hospital, which uh, is the um, site of the first school of nursing. So I remember that Lawrence Nightingale our, Training School. Yeah, yes. call previous back podcast. Yeah. Oh, look at that! Bringing things back. I went to that. You did museum. that thing. Mm-hmm. What'd you learn? That she has a the owl. Yep, Athena. Athena, that's still the, there. Pet owl. Yeah, she's stuffed. Yeah, she's stuffed. Um, Nightingale was also, I think we talked about this in the mm-hmm. history podcast. She's a cat woman. There's no cats there, thankfully. Oh, not from Batman. No, not from oh, Batman. Got it. <laughs> um, 
That yeah. would be a cool like crossover though. <laughs> I mean, like Florence Nightingale as Catwoman. Well, yeah, it'd be like remember in Scooby Doo when they'd have guest stars, <laughs> yeah. like animated guest stars like Phyllis Diller <laughs> oh, yeah. and Batman and Robin and the Harlem Globetrotters for some reason. Yeah. And and wasn't um uh Don Knotts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like it's, it's a great guest star cast. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be like modern cartoons today. <laughs> Having like um I don't know, like Fauci. Yeah, Fauci. <laughs> uh we go to a pathology museum, which is not open to the general public. It's oh, for okay. healthcare students called the Gordon Pathology Museum that's affiliated with Guy's Hospital. Okay. Um is actually located in the hospital. That's pretty phenomenal. It's it's one of the largest collections of pathology specimens in the world, if not the world. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really incredible space. Um, and, uh, those specimens are all presented with the patient cases. Oh, um, cool. so you get to, in a very tangible way, see some of the pathology that we learn about, you know, in textbooks and may, may not necessarily come across in our lives or, uh, be able to see too many real examples. We go to, an old, it's actually called the Old Operating Theater in Herb Garrett, which is a Victorian operating theater that was actually affiliated with St. Thomas's Hospital. Mm-hmm. It's been preserved in a large part and restored. And so they learn about Victorian surgery. They learn about this was actually a woman's uh, ward okay. um, that it was affiliated with. So uh, we talk quite a lot about Victorian healthcare. Um, because that's where a lot of the, the modern breakthroughs came through that we take for granted today, like anesthesia, sepsis, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Um, Is the theater kind of like what you would see in those old movies? Yeah. So imagine a, a operating table made of wood, you know, the most sanitary surface <laughs> yes, with, a, yes. with a box of sawdust underneath. Perfect. <laughs> and then... Um, you would have, uh, it's sort of horseshoe shaped. So there's three or four tiers that, um, based on your status, you would get assigned different areas. And this is, this place is smaller than the studio we're sitting in right now. And they'd pack a hundred people or more in there. No air conditioning, um, middle of the day because that's when the best light came through the skylight. So, you know, it would have been quite a scene. Yeah, so you've probably actually seen the old operating theater in some period pieces. Yes. They use it for a lot of filming. Um, so if you're ever watching like a English period piece where there's a surgery, likely they've okay. either filmed it there or they've recreated that space. Interesting. Um, young Frankenstein. Yeah, young Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, they let's see. We go to a place called the uh, Welcome Collection which is a really unique museum. I don't know if there's anything like it anywhere else, but it is a combination of art and healthcare. Hmm. So they present a lot of medical ideas or philosophies through art. So Hmm. um, the exhibit this year, the the, um, temporary exhibit was on uh, milk and sort of the social history of milk and um, how it was marketed to uh, oppress people, um, how 
Uh, it was kind of sold to replace breastfeeding in a lot of populations. So mm-hmm. it was really fascinating. It's an angle you don't think about, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then they'll have, uh, you know, other, like there was some exhibits on the use of DNA and artificial intelligence. And they have like DNA from Henrietta Lacks there, like one of those, mm, one yeah. of their mm-hmm. specimens. So um, it's, it's a really good way to look at healthcare through a social construct, mm-hmm. which I think is really critical for a nurse to Absolutely. understand. Yeah. Um, we go to... We go to the British Museum. They have a few healthcare exhibits there on death and dying. Oh, new this this semester, we went to the Bethlehem Museum of the Mind, which is in um, Bethlehem Mental Health uh, Hospital. Okay. So that is an exhibit that is both sort of the history of the hospital. It's the oldest mental health institution in the UK, probably the most famous in the world. It's where we get the word bedlam from. I was, was wondering about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was referred to as Bedlam. The interesting exhibit that we saw there this year was they had art from the patients going across a couple centuries. Oh, wow. So, like, some famous artists who were uh, institutionalized there, who drew or painted the staff, other patients. We went to the Museum of the Docklands, is that so that is uh to get the students oriented in the uh history of london mm-hmm. this is talking about the importance of the docks and shipping and they also connect it to health obviously mm-hmm. a lot disease of spread. a lot of outbreaks come yeah. over on ships and so there's some discussion of that Man, we do a lot. Yeah. 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 And then we do some non-nursing related things because you're in the UK. So uh, like yeah. we um we travel to uh Florence Nightingale's gravesite and her childhood home and while we're there we go to Stonehenge because it's close. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um and I th- I always think if culturally if you're next to an ancient wonder of the world you should probably yeah, see I mean, it. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um yeah, when we were at uh, something I've never seen this year. So at Nightingale's Childhood Home, it's now a um, very prestigious private school, oh, which, really? which they call public schools over there. Don't try to wrap your head around that. Okay. Um, so what do they call the, public schools as we know them? Um, I don't know. Schools. Okay. Like schools. Just school. Yeah. Um, I mean, they call they call secondary schools just that. Mm-hmm. Um. So the new headmaster pulled out a actual copy of the Times that had Nightingale's obituary in it, which I have never handled. I've seen it. I've read it, um, but I've never seen an actual copy. Did you touch it? I did. I touched it and I read it. And her, night, her Nightingale's um, obituary spans a couple pages. It's pretty impressive. Or a couple oh, wow. columns on a couple pages. What size font was it? It's tiny. <laughs> it's Seriously, it's probably like... Eight point. Wow. Well, you also sent us pictures from an archive you went to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we went to the King's College archive, which was uh, fantastic. I I had them pull some artifacts, um, one of which was Cecily Saunders' uh, Brompton cocktail letters. So she is really regarded as the matron of hospice nursing. Mm-hmm. And so this was a recipe for pain control for people at the end of life, which... You know, includes things like morphine and alcohol and a little bit of lemon to, you know, make it more tasty. 
Um, yeah, that's nice. Okay. So um, some of the letters going back and forth with her contemporaries about how to best control hospice patients' pain and her really advocating that this is the end of life. Our role as nurses is to keep them comfortable mm-hmm, right. and to keep a quality of life. There were also, from that same collection, some letters about hiring the first clinical nurse specialist for oh, Brompton right. Hospital. I so I sent those with our co- co-host, Dr. Eisler, here mm-hmm. and our resident librarian mm-hmm. uh, to look at. So I don't know if you had a chance to read those, but it was pretty fascinating kind of talking about the role of the CNS and what they could bring. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. We also like got to hold uh, notes, case notes from Joseph Lister, um, oh. who was, you know, very famous at the time of those notes. So it was a lot of his assistants seeing patients, um, but everyone wanted to come see Dr. Lister. What else? Old, old uh, medicine kits, pharmacy kits. Yeah, just a lot of, oh, we saw the original register for what would become the uh, Royal College of Nursing. Oh, that's cool. So, um, yeah, just a lot of interesting artifacts that the students got to actually put their hands on and live a little bit of history, which I think is really important. That sounds like an amazing. That's a lot. Yeah, they do a lot. Like I said, they're, they're in class five days a week and they're engrossed in some kind of activity almost every day actually and then we have a couple cultural activities like going to see Stonehenge the students um we talk you know to get get their feet over the pond is that what we're mm-hmm, saying mm-hmm. um <laughs> to get oriented we do we do a thousand years of English history in two hours okay and so um you know we talk about all the kings obviously Henry VIII gets discussed and uh we went and saw six this year yeah, which is yeah. A, a musical about the wives of Henry VIII so they were pretty thrilled to be able to connect that after having a lecture and sort of understood the jokes a little bit. Divorce beheaded. Keep going. Died. Uh huh. Divorce beheaded survived. Oh. Is the first three divorce beheaded and then the third one died in childbirth, right, or shortly mm-hmm. after? Yep. Man, this is why we have a librarian on yeah. site. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I'm sure I'm missing a, a couple uh, things. In did there. you do any Ted Lasso? site yeah, uh, but, yeah so i did i went to richmond during the weekend oh my yes. goodness did you go to a football game football and match football was i'm so sorry <laughs> almost over oh. so man city won their championship the first weekend i was over there oh, okay. which pretty much ended football for the year oh so and uh the ashes were going on which is the big cricket oh match matches did you go to any no, I have gone to cricket before, though, Yeah, which is a lovely day. It's kind of like going to a baseball game. The pace is about the same. Interesting. You're kind of just out for a day at the park. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Ashes is a big deal for cricket fans. It's Australia, England. So that was going on while I was there. And then the, the play-ins for Wimbledon, but Wimbledon started after I left. Uh, uh, Major League Baseball was over there this year, which, yeah. was, which was interesting. They shut down Trafalgar Square. I saw that because I get... <laughs> Cubs updates yeah and they were over and I was getting updates at very weird times yeah so there's a lot there's a lot more Americans than usual over there and there's usually a lot of Americans Harry Styles was there too oh I know he we hung out yeah I I assume nice so not only did I go to Richmond to see some Ted Lasso sites Mm -hmm. which Richmond for our listeners if you haven't been there it's it's basically the wealthy suburb of as if the rest of London isn't yeah wealthy but this is where people own single family homes and they're 
giant by UK standards. Mm. Um, so it's where like a lot of celebrities and footballers live, but it's also gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like it's a really charming small little suburb. It's where Kew Gardens is. Mm-hmm. So Ted Lasso was well it took place there, mm-hmm. and and a lot of the exterior shots were filmed there. So went down paved court, which is where Ted's house is. Yeah. Um, and those famous shots of him work, walking down that alley, that's paved court mm-hmm. um, where a lot of conversations happen. And then at the end of paved court is actually Richmond green, which mm-hmm. you see him walking across yeah. quite a bit. Right. Um, and then the pub, which they filmed the exterior, but the interiors uh, uh, set. Uh, right. So yeah. it, it looks different on the inside, but there's a lot of AFC Richmond stuff. Hang, that's cool. Hanging up. And then um, as you two know, when I was walking around London one weekend, I saw Hannah Waddingham, who plays Rebecca. So that was that was a celebrity sighting. That was pretty cool. I was going to ask if there are other celebrity sightings. Yeah. So And then I saw Dan Aykroyd. Uh, so, yeah, a really, really successful program this year, I think. So kind of sounds like study abroad is a good thing. So I think study abroad is a good thing beyond the – academic knowledge that the students gain i think it's it's important that they get the academic knowledge in this course because Mm -hmm. nursing has come from a very dark time where nursing was seen as a last resort for women was not respected was uneducated to where we are now where we have nurses studying in the best institutions in the Mm -hmm. world We're at a time now where nurses are very well respected and trusted. And so it's important for the students to understand how far the professions come, right? Because you you can't really move forward a profession without understanding its history. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think it gives them an appreciation for that. But I think almost as importantly is this whole idea that any university student should understand the global impact of what they do and how to be a global citizen and should embrace travel and stepping outside of their comfort zone and while the united kingdom speaks english Mm -hmm. it's often said that we're two cultures separated by a common language right Mm. so there there are still very strong cultural differences Mm -hmm. um that gives the students the opportunity to experience that london is very international city there's over 200 languages spoken in the city Mm -hmm. so you you interact with people you know with it's like a gateway country. It's, it is. It is. Um, but I think understanding uh, nursing as a global phenomenon, how to be a global citizen, how to interact with other cultures, these are all things that study abroad provides. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's incredibly important. I think that as many students as we can possibly support get the opportunity to do that. Host Dr. Jackie Eisler and Dr. Patrick Crane. And with the summer sun beckoning, we have a bittersweet update to share with you. The Michigan State University College of Nursing podcast will be taking a short break, but fear not, for when we return, big changes await. We are thrilled to announce the introduction of a dynamic new co host duo and a fresh video format that captures the essence of our exciting refresh. We want to take a moment to express our deep appreciation for joining us on this incredible journey. Your laughter, insights, and unwavering support have made this podcast truly special. We are immensely grateful for your enthusiasm and engagement. And we encourage you to catch up on any episode you may have missed and relive the wonderful moments we've shared. 
It's a chance to reflect on the amazing conversations we've had, and we cannot wait for the unveiling of the podcast's exciting future. To each one of our loyal listeners, we extend a heartfelt gratitude for being part of this journey with us. Your support means so much to not only us, but the MSU College of Nursing. Take care, stay tuned for what's to come, and please remember, wash wash your your hands. hands.